Hi, Kaya. Had you muted. She's like, hi, Tabitha. Hi, Kaya. How are you? Hi, Kimmy. Hi, Kim. Hello. Where's Jamie? Jamie's coming on. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Hi. Welcoming committee. Hi, Hi, welcoming. Hi, Rachel Flanagan. Feel so loved. Hi, Hi, Jamie. Hi, Kim. Hi. Good job. Everyone says hi. Say hi to the ladies. Yeah. Hi to the ladies. Hi to the ladies. Hello and welcome to Table for Five with No Reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at our holiday table. Tonight we are starting our first ever holiday series. And uh, we are going to begin with a holiday PSA. We invite all of our listeners and followers to share this episode to your friends and family. We can say all the hard stuff for you. We just want to take an opportunity to enlighten our family on how we've learned to change our expectations of the holidays and how we are yearning for holiday tradition still. We just need to be flexible as to how it works with our family. We want to share a few tips and tricks. And tonight at the table, we have Kim McIsaac. Hello. Jamie Ramos. Hello. Tabitha Cabrera. Hey. And Jen Dunn. Hello. And Kaya as well. And I am (laughs) Rachel Flanagan. And tonight we're going to start with Jamie. This is hard to think about when you're in it, because I feel like it's a process of figuring it out for yourself. And I do think it's kind of that thing, like, as you're figuring it out, you just need patience from your family. So first of all, if you are a family or a friend of someone whose child is young and they've been recently diagnosed or they're possibly in the process of being evaluated, have patience with that person because they don't know yet what works for their child and they're trying to figure it out and they don't need your comments that may not mean to be, but could come off as judgmental or critical. (laughs) Thinking back, one of the hardest things I think I've talked about before in the podcast at big family events, birthdays and holidays are presents. The expectations of gift opening is a huge thing for me. My son did not like opening gifts. Still opening gifts is hard for him, especially Christmas morning where everyone's opening them. There's so much going on. He's excited about the items a lot more than he was before. But the process of him like sitting there and being expected to open everything is hard. And I I get it. Everyone's watching and they're like, oh, I want him to like my gift the most. Or I'm so excited to see the expression on his face. I think now at six and a half, most of our family know that they're not going to get an excited, huge expression that you might get him starting to play as a toy. Last year was the first year he really wanted something. Very grateful for some wonderful women who helped me track down this dang toy that was impossible to find. Even him opening that, like he was so excited, but part of him expected it because in his mind, mm-hmm. I'm getting this gift. Already coming. Yep. yep, I wanted this, it's coming. That's just how it's supposed to work, right? He didn't know that they stopped making the dang toy. <laughs> but even then he opened it and he was excited, but like you wouldn't be able to tell from the outside. And he just started playing with it right away. And it was so sweet, but you have to like know him and have the patience for that. So that's a huge thing for me. I think photos are a big thing. We've mm-hmm. had times where, especially when he was more toddler age, he would just be screaming from the pressure of trying to get everyone together for a photo. And people would be like, oh, just have him in there crying. It's like, 
like it's a holiday cute thing and I'm like no not gonna do it like because I know for him why he's crying he's crying because he's overwhelmed he's anxious it's just too hard it's just on a deeper level for us so hey if you're trying to take a big family photo and that person's not smiling or cooperating the way you want or not looking it's okay it's okay if they're just there it's okay if they're not there and having a space to go I mean even at like my mother-in-law's house my mother-in-law lives in a smaller like town home but that side of the family is very sweet. They always leave a room open for him. Some people might come and go out, but no one's really hanging out in there except for maybe Jesse and the other kids. And that's so helpful for us for he needs to decompress. He needs to regulate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he spends the entire time in that room and that's okay because he's doing the best he can by being in that house. So I don't know. Those are a few of the things that have really come up for us knowing that, hey, we need leeway when it comes to everything but especially those things for us it's really hard if not because as a parent you're already running around trying to do everything else and you're feeling bad you're feeling bad that your kid's not doing everything you wish they were doing you're you feel sad they're not as excited as you would hope they would be but I've come to learn that it's okay and I just need everyone else sometimes to figure that out too (laughs) thanks Jane Kim, what about you? I think that there's a lot of expectations around the holidays. And when you have kids that are on the spectrum or kids with different disabilities, those expectations can just go right out the window. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. We always did, my husband's family did Christmas Eve and we always did Christmas dinner at my mother's and that was fine until we bought our house a year before Alyssa was diagnosed. In the first few Christmases, we did try to keep up with those traditions, but they just didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that people try to understand, but it's real. if you're not in the day-to-day kind of on the sidelines of living this life or seeing how this life is lived, you really can't understand. We have to follow our kids around, you know, and people will say, oh, just sit, just relax. They're fine. But my daughter's not fine because my daughter will pick something off the floor and she'll eat it, stand on a coffee table. She may climb a bookcase. Not now, obviously, but she doesn't do that now. But when Mm -hmm. she was younger and they just do things that maybe wouldn't be tolerated in other households, but in our households, we kind of have to pick the battle. So if they could be jumping on the bed or my daughter used to love to like go in someone's room and pull the covers up over her, walk up and down the stairs, open and shut doors, these things that if it was a typical child, you could kind of, you know, say, oh no, no, you can't do this. But with some of our children, like that could cause a huge meltdown. And we are trying to avoid that, especially in somebody else's house because it's embarrassing. It's, you know, all eyes are on the child. We're trying to explain things away while keeping our child safe. And, you know, it's just, it's just a lot. I quickly figured out that like this wasn't going to work for us. So we decided that we were going to have the big holidays at our house. And whoever wanted to come to our house to celebrate with us could come. But that's just the way we handled that. And that worked best for us because that put my daughter in her own space so she can go in her own room. Because the thing is like she gets very overwhelmed sometimes with the with the sounds, the noises, and the expectations. Oh, no, you can't go in that room. Oh, no, you can't have that. Like, these are things that mm-hmm. when she was younger, like, she really didn't understand those boundaries, you know, and then you're just frustrated. You feel, I feel like I'm a football player trying to, like, block every, like, <laughs> yes. possible, like, thing that's yes. possibly and, and people obviously are great for the most part, and they mean well. It's just, it, it's really hard to understand because, especially when the kids are two, three, four, five, people are like, oh, they're just spoiled. Or you just have to tell her no. If I tell her no, she'll rip your house apart. So that's why I'm not telling her no in your house. Believe me, I know. (laughs) If it's my house, it's one thing, but I'm not telling her no at your house because it's going to be a whole thing. We decided we would have the holidays at our house 
which my husband's family was on board. So they all came to our house. We had a big, huge Christmas Eve thing here. And then my parents came here for a Christmas dinner. And that just was what worked best for us. It just kind of, you know, and some other family members would sometimes, you know, make comments like, why don't you guys ever come? And it's just like, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth the stress, the aggravation. Like that's not enjoyable. Like we do try we have tried from time to time and sometimes it works out okay, but it's so unpredictable. You just don't know what type of day, what's going to set her off. It's so busy and it's so hard to like, Alyssa used to be right out the door if she could be out the door. So there's all these things that we're trying to like navigate through. Um, never mind like, you know, opening presents and all that stuff. So we just decided to have the holidays at home. That just kind of helped us. That's something that Jesse does too, where he just wanders people's houses. Like <laughs> Yeah, kids so anxious when we get somewhere. Yeah, he'll just walk right into yeah. your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> the boundary just isn't, you know, there. And sometimes I just think they're seeking out the quiet and the comfort. Seely has to see a whole map before she can settle into a corner. Like she's gonna take some inventory of what's going on first. What about you, Tabs? What's your holiday experience and wish? I was taking some notes. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah. So. What I would say to family and friends is don't do a giant greeting when people, when our kids come in the door with a bunch of people, because it kind of immediately overwhelms them. And for like my son, he gets kind of embarrassed. He doesn't want all that hurrah around us walking into a place. It's unfamiliar. Like if you can do it one person at a time, have one person greet them at the door, let them take a inventory of the space, walk around then do your hellos after they've kind of settled in. I think that helps to keep the energy down if you're going to be at someone else's place. Yeah. Have a box of new toys. Call the person ahead of time and say, hey, does your kid like trains? Do they like sand? Perhaps a water table? What can we have at our home? Could I mount a swing in the middle of my giant <laughs> living room? Yes. I mean, you know, just something simple that's new to them. Because if you have a sensory toy that's coming out of the package that they've never seen before, that might be good for 45 minutes of direct play. Also, please put up all the glass, shiny items, <laughs> trophies, um, liquor on a high cabinet. Oh, medication. cups. Yeah medication Lock the doors close the windows just put those in the highest cabinet please yeah <laughs> if you don't want no open shelving of any kind i mean that's a big ask chances yeah. like call the carpenter <laughs> yeah. could you please reopen the toys r us i'm just talking three feet or under okay. you know if you have a sh open shelf that's three feet or under just move that up to the top shelf. If you that redecorated be... your house in 2012 when the open shelf thing was huge. Yes. Let's rethink that. Let's yes. put some cabinets put in. Those up. Put that. those up. Actually, just clear your whole, whole house out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just put it in a drawer. I mean, really, though, like, it's not the expectation to have people undecorate their house. But if you could do those things ahead of time, it might make your family's experience easier because then they're not chasing their kid around they don't have to worry about breaking the glass which we all feel guilty for or knocking things over or dumping the fancy what are those beads that people put in the jars oh like basically. dumping those off and that's know. the thing too like if um your house is decorated very nice and you have fragile things everywhere and you would like to have everyone for the holidays and someone says no because they have a child or they are a person that couldn't handle that then you just have to accept they're gonna say no it's, it's not anything against you it's just probably better for both of you yeah for sure and I think just like understanding that 
you know, like my son may need to go into the bathroom and turn the faucet on 50 times just to regulate himself with all the action or go out into the yard and dump some rocks or, you know, we always bring a gamut of toys, but those are all things that he's seen before and knows. So those are kind of my, my tips for, I too, we have most of our holidays quietly at home before if we were going to leave, we would have to travel, which adds a whole nother layer into our holiday experience. Cause by the time we get there, we have sensory overload and we need to decompress and you know home away from home day yeah there's no baby gates there's no good sleeping there's no you know my daughter doesn't sleep when we're away so that creates a whole nother layer so if someone's traveling you know if you could pick up a baby gate or some locks just to have on hand so you could even if you can't put things up on the shelf maybe you can slip a, a lock on the cabinet instead it's just nice to have like that added layer of someone also trying to make it a good experience for you to be there so that would be my advice um Jen Dunn how about you let's just say let me preface by saying if you had to holiday because I know you love them yeah today's actually we are recording on Canada's Thanksgiving. This is yes. long ago for the present moment of launch, but happy yes. Thanksgiving, our Canadian friend. Yes, Thank happy you. Thanksgiving. Thank you. I know that you, we as listeners know that you don't love to travel nor love mm-hmm. the holidays, but if you had to, what accommodations could somebody do to host you or how do you deal with holidays? Um, so I don't go to any, <laughs> I don't go to people's houses. I don't like to on a good day, let alone on a high stressful holiday. However, some things, obviously there are things that we do go to something that we have to have control over is the sound and the level of the sound. So like if we walk into your house and you're pumping the jams, I'm probably going to have to ask you to turn it down while we're there because it will set my daughter off. So things like that, people are great. Everyone knows in our family, doesn't matter where we are, her iPad is always with us. It's always at a level 100. (laughs) It's just how it is, you know? So yeah, just sound, I think. And food with, you know, she went through a period where she couldn't even tolerate food around her. So, you know, she'd always want people to take their food off the table. Well, you can't expect people to do that, but just understanding how much it bothers her and, and that, that she may not most likely sit at the table. And a lot of it is sensory. She just can't handle the smells of the food. So mm-hmm. yeah, just that kind of stuff. I think with both those things too, it's like a good point to just like, Hey, if we ask you to turn on the music, turn down the music, like do the little things that you can. I think that's how we manage our lives. It's like, mm-hmm. we do the little things we can. We can't change the fact that it smells like this food that my kid doesn't like. Like right. that's just something we we have to yeah. manage on our own, but just be sympathetic to things. Like just be kind about it when you do it. Like a lot of times she won't let my brother watch TV in the room, like in the living room that she's in by herself, watching her iPad, love her and eat. It's just like, she's kind of, like you said, away from everyone. She's with us, but she's away from us, you know, Mm -hmm. and James, same as you, I always have to tell people, I promise you, she loves the gift, but there's just no reaction to when she opens it, even if it's something she really wanted, you know what I mean? Just, it takes her a while to warm up to things in general. Mm -hmm. My son doesn't get that he needs to put on a show to make you happy about the gifty, but he just, yeah. doesn't that. I mean, come on, we've all gotten things we don't really like before, but we're like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My son's not going to do that. I have never done that <laughs> myself. 
You have no idea what we're talking about, right, Tabitha? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'll tell to you. The people got... we share it to. This is not meant for you, of course. <laughs> we loved that navy blue dicky with the holiday holly on the neckline. Oh my god, it's fantastic! Rach is wearing it right now, actually. Yeah, yeah under my vest. <laughs> How about you, Rach? How silly, girl. You know, I. I, first, I would say like the, the number one thing that I wish people could and would understand and remember time after time is to let go of their expectation. I ask that with like my whole entire heart from my nose to my toes. I ask you to just accept who arrives, how many arrive, whether we stay for three minutes, 30 minutes, three hours. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting some amens from the so I was gonna friends. Say yes. Yes, we might have Maybe to leave. 10 minutes and then done. Yes, we might I have might to leave. Be, my son might want to lay in your bed for four hours. I don't know. <laughs> we, we might have to stay over. But I'm just saying like, if you could be forgiving to how long we can or cannot be, how many people make it in from the driveway, how much I'm sweating, uh, like how crazy her hair is, you know, just <laughs> all the things. That's a good indicator for my kids too. What's the hair looking like? What level of hair do we got going on? How tired does mom look? Just wondering. The other thing that I wish people could, could understand, and this is like my control freak problem, but I want to like unpack that a little bit. I need you as my friend or family member to take my word for it. I accept from you that if I say, oh, C can't be by the Christmas tree. I'm going to move Uncle Eric over here and we're going to help Brian to sit right here. These are my lovely uncles, like big, big um, shoulder stature so that they can block this tree like a pack and play or a fence, right? (laughs) It may seem to you like I'm just being a goofball that I feel as though my kid's going to take that tree down. But I have seen it every year that she mauls it like a linebacker, throws it over her shoulder like Santa's bag, and chucks it like a javelin. And if you'd like to test that, um, you're welcome to, but you could just take my word for it. And you could keep your eyebrows Botox still while I react about all of the things in the room that you don't think are yet a problem. Mm -hmm. Because like the girl said, I'll show you something. Like if I didn't stand by the door or hover like a helicopter or have uncles positioned in front of the tree, then um, you're going to see a really memorable holiday show (laughs) and I'm not going to be able to stop it. So my daughter is different every week. So for us, it's not necessarily about what I needed last year. I echo the, the thought that you should call us a week early. God forbid I have to go outside of my home because again, I'm a control freak. One of my favorite things is cooking the meal. I love to have my kid next to her makeup station, near her swing, close to the outside, where the boundaries are, next to the beeping doors. You know, like I like to host, but if I can't, call me like you would a vegetarian at your table or someone dealing with a food allergy. Just give me a call because I'll say what's pertinent to the moment. I'll say, hey, there's a mermaid tent going up. We need three by three space. She's going to be in a sensory sack. If she tells a joke about a tail feather of a duck, laugh your ass off. (laughs) But it is, I mean, it's different. So I feel like if you can let go of the expectation, know that our desire as the parent or matriarch of this 
incoming family has a deep desire to be there, wants the traditions, has had to like spend a great deal of heart and hope to let go of the expectations that you get to still keep because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I think another thing too, that people don't realize is the logistics of getting somewhere on a holiday with our kids. Like there's a lot that's going into our day before we get to your house. Like there's a lot of crying, probably there's meltdowns there. It could be that they don't want to wear what you're trying to put on them. It's so much sometimes to be on a timeline, especially like we're never on a timeline. Expect us to be late. (laughs) Don't get upset when people, even with kids in tow in general, like special Mm -hmm. needs just adds that whole other layer of extra things that could happen. But even with young kids in general, it is really difficult. So it's like, there's a lot of logistics happening behind the scenes that we're not going to run into your house and be like A, B, C, and D happen. But the, I show you these things are happening. These things are happening. We're extremely stressed out. Yeah. And it's like, so that's happening all before we even get there. And depending on where your child is on the spectrum, it might be giving them the expectations of what's going to happen with the gifts. And, you know, some kids are tunnel vision, like they gifts. They want those gifts. So don't be upset if a child comes in and says, where's my gift? (laughs) You know, they don't exactly have sometimes because it's like, that's, you know, what their expectation is. Or, you know, if you have a child that won't open a gift or they don't like the gift, our kids are very, um, they don't hide things too well. So if they don't like it, it's probably going to (laughs) show. Like if it's closed, they may throw it. I mean, um, you know, and it's really hard sometimes to buy for our children. And we understand that. Don't take it personally. It's just, you know, or if they won't open the gift, like don't try to make them open a gift. Like just let them be, let it go home with the parents to be open later. Like, you know, all these. And for the love of God, do a gift bag, not any crinkle foiled wrapping for Christ's sake. Gift bags are amazing. If it's like that tough wrapping paper. No. Out of here. Get the dollar store stuff. It's fine. I even I ripped the first corner of Sealy's packages still like a like a gift wrap handle like here you go Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think you know is important to understand is the five of us came together first as autism moms and so you're hearing this episode because an autism parent shared this with you in an effort to you know let us build the bridge right we want you to understand that holidays fall on a Tuesday or something that my kid is built and many of our children are built to wake up on a Tuesday, get dressed into this thing, go to this place and whatever in conjunction with the fact that since October, everything has been holiday forward. And so there's all of this buildup in them and there's all of Mm -hmm. this anxiety in them and in us. And gosh, if I was to say that the first orange tree that I see reminds me that the holidays are coming and that all of this pressure from two sides of family are coming upon us. I mean, it's just heavy. It's heavy. My favorite tip, the most successful thing that my family has done to adjust for us is to pick a different weekend. Because A, that allows us to Santa and do the darn thing here, be kind of like managing the stress of the 24th and 25th, but to have some Festivus on December 10th or January 7th when there's nothing else to do. Yeah. This is not negative. This is not about our friends and family not meeting our needs, but rather us acting as a bridge to help you understand all that goes into 
families like ours showing up. The other thing I was going to say about the call ahead, which you kind of touched on is being flexible with the time. You know, like if you generally for the past 10 years have had Christmas dinner at 6 p.m., my kids cannot do 6 p.m. dinner. I mean, you know, especially if we're going someplace else, especially if we're packing in the car, it just is not going to be fun for anyone. So if you could do a four o'clock dinner or a three o'clock dinner and have it just a couple hours earlier for the adults or whoever else can be flexible to make it work for your family member. It's fantastic. What Rachel was saying is like, we love our families and we want to be part of Mm -hmm. the festival. And we already feel isolated in this life sometimes. And we desire to be part of that and have our kids follow in those traditions and special times because they may have a wonderful time. Yeah. And we'll have a wonderful time or be so excited about one Christmas ornament that it makes their whole week that they're carrying around that they found on the ground, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, I think the biggest thing, like you said, is flexibility. Like all the things we're saying might not be what that family member needs at all. Right. Like, yeah. Some things you like, we probably wouldn't need the call head, but cause we don't know until we're really there. Some things we know, but for the most part, but just be flexible. And I mean, do that call anyway, just to see. Like just yeah. make I want people feel welcome because we, a lot of the time we don't feel welcome. Like I've spent holidays in the car watching through the window, like, mm. yes, Peter Pan, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, watching everyone else and you're just sitting in the car with your kid having meltdown or on the iPad because they can't take it. And it's no offense to you. Like our children's lives are so hard and they it takes every ounce of them to be there. So I understand why it doesn't work out sometimes, but just keep that in mind. Keep that sympathy in your mind, like why it's so hard for them. It's not just because they're a brat. It's because it's physically hard for them to be there and mentally mm-hmm. hard for them to be there. And I think um, another thing is including our kids. I think that's a big thing that I hear a lot of people talk about where, mm-hmm. and it's different for everybody. Like my daughter is on, you know, her age is one thing, but her level of where she is is in a totally different space so don't assume that our kids don't want to be included they might not be able to be included they might not be able to sit there and do the decorating of the gingerbread house or whatever it may be but always expect that our kids will participate and then if they don't then you know that's okay they can take it to go or whatever it is there's nothing more hurtful I think to us as a parent you know we realize that our kid wasn't thought of our kid wasn't included I know that it's never intentional like with my family my family loves Alyssa they're great with her it's just sometimes people just don't think and like with her it's hard like she can't do a Yankee swap like with the older (laughs) kids like you ain't taking her present away when she opens it but also like she's not going to understand a candle or a gift card either so it's like she almost has to be kind of you know she's like in a weird like kind of limbo space where like sometimes we just buy gifts for the kids like you also have to buy a gift for her even if it's from the dollar store and it could be just a coloring book what a thing of crayons it doesn't have not saying you have to go and spend lots of money on my daughter but I'm just saying she if she sees other kids opening stuff she's not going to understand because even though she's older cognitively she's not yeah we skipped birthday parties for a few years because there's no concept of that it's not your cake to sing and blow the candles out yeah Yeah. and it's it's tough you know yeah Yeah. that's the thing too is like we especially if you're your child's newly diagnosed we don't know what works sometimes and we want to try we want to take our kids to the events and see how it goes and it might be just like a disaster but we don't 
we're still learning, especially and always trying and always trying. Yep. And yep. always trying. Yeah. I learned that from a gal at this table who thought there would never be a day in a matching t-shirt or never a Christmas movie family snuggle. And last year near her birthday, she had a lot going on, but she got both. You got both. Didn't you, Kimmy? Kind of got both. <laughs> no, I didn't like, really get the match. Didn't really get the match in pajamas. I mean, if you see the pictures that didn't get posted, she's like lifting out her shirt. Yeah. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, what is this thing? Get the it off Lulu me, cheek show. This year, <laughs> I'm sending it out to the universe that matching is a matching pajamas. She's like, pajamas. what is this thing? I'm not wearing it. Start taking um, it out now, now, Kim, and getting her used to yeah. it. Yeah. That made me just think of something else is also be sympathetic that the parent might be sad Mm -hmm. because it's a hard time. I think for a lot of us, a lot of us have expectations. We had expectations of how the holidays would be and what we imagined having kids on the holidays would be like. And even when you're used to, I'm sure even Kimmy probably sits there sometimes 25 years in, 24 years in, and you just probably think like, oh. I wish we had this or, you know, and it's not the best thing to do all the time, but it happens and you can get sad for a moment. So, you know, just be kind. I'm very honest about them. Sorry, Rach. I don't like them. I don't like holidays. No. I, one of the things that just came to mind that I think a lot of, you know, I wish people would understand about what I'm going through just as a Rach is that I used to proudly wear many hats during the holidays. I am the potato maker, the left, the roller, the griddle doer, the, you know, like I make sure that the apron is crisp since my grandpa died, you know, the day before I want to help. I wish I could come clean your house. I wish I could curl your hair before you host. I wish that I could be all of the things that I once had been, but I can't. And it's really hard for me to sit on the couch and watch somebody turn left to the wrong way. Now I know that was hard for my grandpa too, but it's like happening. And for a different reason for us, it's hard for me to not be able to help do the dishes or like to bail at the second of the next stage of things. It's hard for me to show up to a Thanksgiving without the salad because I had to pack a diaper bag for my six-year-old's kid. It's really hard. It's hard to watch what used to be important to me shift sometimes. And to Jamie's point, like it just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I might see it's almost like grief again, uh, as a community Mm -hmm. of moms, we talk sometimes about grieving expectations or whatever. We don't expect you to go through this fast forward. We just need a little empathy. Mm -hmm. We need flexibility, a little empathy, a little bit of forward thinking and um, no judgment. Just understanding. Understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kim, what could you go another Christmas without ever hearing? Merry Christmas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's her birthday. <laughs> um, She's like, that's happy birthday. <laughs> what should I get her? I don't know. Yeah. Tabs. What about you? I would say, you know, if you're thinking something like, um wow he really doesn't ever sit down or he's got a lot of energy maybe just reframe it in the space of I love how active he is but we can change these comments to positive or just say nothing actually say nothing or you could say nothing but if you're gonna say nothing keep your eyebrows still because nothing with one of those faces is about enough (laughs) I I will say that my family has never said these type of things to me before like I said we live away from our family so we don't generally do holidays Um, most of it for us comes from the public 
saying things like that around the holiday season if we're waiting in lines if we're trying to take a picture with santa and we have to run around the place or if we're grabbing a pie from somewhere you know something like that usually it comes from oh, jb wants to know if that pie is cherry i usually make our pies i gladly make you a cherry pie jamie ramos make it for me come get it it'll be yeah, two weeks before christmas my, i'm yeah. like you Taz. my family's great i mean yeah. they, they're well, great I, about the volume at the yeah. table they're i mean they're great about all of it we do yeah. one christmas thing a year and everyone knows all of a sudden we're just gone like we're just gone i just mm-hmm. take the opportunity to leave i always like to go early i like to be the first one there because then i can leave so before it gets too busy and people start packing in we've showed up and we do that too yeah I I think one thing too that like people tend to do in um it's okay to do this but at the appropriate times is like oh why is she upset why is she doing that like they start kind of coming at you with questions which I'm more than happy to answer any questions and explain anything you know I love when people are interested and want to learn but like when the kid's flopping on the floor and you're trying to pick them up and you're sweating might not be like the best time to ask somebody these questions which I mean does tend to seem to be the time that they get asked so like that's another thing to kind of keep in mind kind of get me later when things have calmed down and then I'll tell you anything you need to know (laughs) our like immediate families and the family was we see the family members we see a lot they Mm -hmm. get it at this point and they're very nice and they kind of get how the flow goes but there's always those people that come in that we don't see as often we probably see them this one time of year or every other year and no one's ever like rude I would say but I would say like the biggest thing for us is like comments like oh Jesse's not going to hang out with us or I don't I mean it sounds bad to even be asking where he is but it kind of is annoying where it's like where's Jesse? Why isn't Jesse out here? And part of that too is yes, try to engage and try to get on their level in ways and stuff. But if you're just going to sit there and be like yelling things out to my kid, like Jesse, look at this, Jesse. And then he's ignoring you and you keep going at it. And I'm looking at you with a death glare, just stop because (laughs) I know for one, you're probably just, even though he's not looking at you, you're probably just making him upset or making him uncomfortable. And I I do appreciate people trying to engage with my child, but if you're Mm -hmm. not going to like get in there with him and like spin with him and give it that second to see if he's um, reciprocating that engagement, uh, don't push too far with my kid. I think that's kind of a thing. Like people will go in the room and try to engage him on his own and that's really uncomfortable for him he just mm-hmm. even if he knows who you are it's uncomfortable for him and sometimes and I think our kids yeah. can be very particular sorry tabs they can be yeah. very particular and it's kind of like if they feel comfortable and warm up to you they will and then other times they won't it's just it's not they're very personal picky. either it could and be like you could be in an ugly sweater to them yeah you could smell like onions from earlier today when you cooked that amazing stuffing it's just yeah. what else and and sometimes, I not like the sound of your voice. Right. <laughs> sometimes um, you have to pause too when you're, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's not intuitive to people. If you ask them one question, you have to give it 30 seconds to a minute for them to respond without asking another question or else you're not going to get an answer period. Cause they Girl, just that's mine. I, I feel like time. the things I could go a holiday season without hearing is anybody, anybody check your battery. Anybody saying no to my kid, do not say no to my kid. Take my word for it. Don't like, probably don't say no to anybody's kid. It's not your place. If do not parent my kid, don't, don't, don't think that you know better. Like don't say anything twice more than twice. Like 
if you say Seely house Christmas or, you know, Seely, what do you want for Christmas? Seely, what do you want for Christmas? Don't get sterner, louder, closer and ask a third time. Amen. I'm probably going to hit you. I, you're hearing from five strong women, as you can probably tell towards the end of this episode. And, um, you've gotten this, I'm just going to say it one last time. You're you've gotten this episode from a mom like us with a voice. That's maybe not as loud. Do not say no to our kids. Do not ask a third time. Don't get closer. Do not approach Um, and follow the mother. If there's a need, for, you know, if there's sure. a concern for safety, if there's a concern for destruction, lastly, whatever it may be, like just come to us because we're going to know how to navigate and handle that a lot better than, you know, Uncle Mike, who thinks he can just, you know, parent say, that kid. I said, don't parent do that. that kid because we obviously haven't been doing it good enough, you know. Oh, God, the, the fake Uncle Mike can just. I don't want to get into that because those people have not made it this far in the podcast. We have a real Uncle Mike in my house. We're not talking about my brother. Oh, we don't. By the way. You're great, Mike. Mike, we love I you. Love you. I, also have, I also have a brother, Mike, but it wasn't towards him. It was just in general. That's just a name that popped Mike in my head. Mike was a general name. Not Do we Mike have a Jorge? Anybody? Because <laughs> we know Mike's a trouble in general. So, yeah. Okay, the last thing that I just want to be super clear about is when, for me, this is just in my ville. This is the holiday view from my ville. If you... <laughs> say, oh, I'll watch her go sit down. Um, and then you feel as though I am a mom who needs a break or wants a break and now doesn't take a break because you suggested that I go sit down and put my feet up like with the Baileys and coffee or the pecan pie or pecan pie. If you're from that part of the bill, I, I will never let you watch my kid. You, you out there in the world. I'm not going to let you watch my kid. It's not you. I barely let her dad, the therapist. I struggle to leave the house when the therapists are here. I want you to know that doors are danger in a way you'll never understand. And I'm grateful that you don't understand the God dang ornaments. Are you kidding me? Glass still put them upstairs. Like, uh, just please don't say you'll watch my kid. And then don't judge me by these eyebrows when they lift off my face. When I say no, don't. Keep the coffee hot all night. Make me a to-go box. We don't say goodbye. We do wish you a happy holiday season. Oh, we wish you a happy holidays, uh, but we'll just peace out when we can. Is there any final like um, sleigh bell ringing anybody wants to do? Cause I kind of want to take out Jorge, Mike and whomever, Bruce. Ring, ding, ding, ling, too. It's oh, lovely. I just forgot how much I dislike Christmas. <laughs> oh, I love Christmas. Christmas. I do it's coming November first, baby. Yeah. Yeah. November first. Christmas, yeah. yay! Christmas, yay! Yay, Kim's birthday! Christmas. Yay, Kimmy's birthday! All right, everybody. We um, I will say just like in a shameless plug because you stuck around this long. We have a whole entire podcast just like this. So if you find Kim or Tabs or Jamie or Jen or me wildly charming, and you want to learn more about the family that forages you this podcast. It's probably because they recognize some of themselves in one of us or many of us. Um, We appreciate you learning with us and we welcome you to listen all the way back. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us at our holiday table. If you are enjoying the podcast and where you're listening allows, we would appreciate if you could rate and review us. 
you can also leave a review on our Facebook page. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email us at table for five podcasts at gmail.com. New episodes every Monday. Make sure to join us next week for our favorite things episode. We'll see you there. Bye.